You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. new episode of Hear the Walking Dead, Cinema Geekly's all-encompassing Omnibus Walking Dead podcast. It's Anthony and Aurora back talking two episodes of The Walking Dead, season nine. It's a little crazy. This is actually not how we normally do things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we missed our normal record date. Normally what we would do is just make up the one episode because it wasn't too long afterwards, right. but... The second episode that came out is being so talked about that I feel like we should just capitalize on it right now while we're here. So that means uh, that means this coming Sunday, as you were listening to this, uh, well, maybe you're listening to it later, uh, this coming Sunday, the 11th, uh, when I would normally put up an episode, there won't be one, obviously. Uh, that would be the date that we would have been talking about um episode five, but we're going to be talking Mm -hmm. about it on this episode. So there's going to be a a small week's break in between episodes. Uh, Let's talk about, uh, I guess it works that both of these episodes tie together very well. Yeah. So let's talk about episode four first. It's called the obliged. So uh, Jesus tells Rick about Maggie's intentions to assassinate Negan, and Rick tries to delay her entry into Alexandria. Well, he doesn't specifically. He tries to get others to do it for him. Actually, you know what? I'm looking at this. This is such a poorly constructed telling of what happened in the episode. Let me look at this one. (laughs) Uh, Instead, let's look at it this way. Let's start here. In Alexandria, Michonne is overseeing the community, raising Judith, writing out her proposed code of laws for the community, but at night... She ventures out to fend off walkers. I guess this is just, you know, the office job thing. She's she's a vigilante. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I think of it. I think of it like you, Aurora, with your like by day, you kind of have an office ish job, right? But by night, you, you're not exactly a vampire uh, hunter or a zombie <laughs> killer that but you know of. Like digitally speaking, you are. <laughs> like you go and leave this like digital life where you 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 do in fact kill monsters and stuff. It's kind of like that where she's yeah. just like my day job is kind of boring. Like I like it, but it's not killing zombies fun. Right, right. She just needs to get out and do it. During one event, she loses her katana briefly and finds the closest weapon she could find, a bat, which makes her start thinking about Negan, who is still inside his cell in Alexandria. She goes to see him after learning that he's on kind of sort of a hunger strike. They talk about their past, Negan having lost his wife, Lucille, Michonne having lost her own son, Andre. Now, pause. I played the Michonne Telltale game. I thought she had two sons. Did she have two I, sons in I that game? I thought so, too. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought she had two kids. Is that game not canon anymore? I don't know. Telltale. Come on, guys. I mean, <laughs> Get I know. Get it together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, when Negan asks what happened to his bat, Michonne asserts that it is still out there somewhere in that field. 
causing Negan to fall into anguish. You think that's anguish? You've seen nothing yet. <laughs> uh, the, at the scavenger's junkyard, Anne has secured Gabriel and threatens to let loose an armless walker on him, but Gabriel tries to convince her to let him go, apologizing for his own past mistakes. Anne can't bring herself to kill him, instead knocks him out. When Gabriel awakes, he finds himself alone in the junkyard and a note from Anne on his coat, explaining that she is left for places unknown. Meanwhile, Meryl... Uh, Meryl. That's their ship name, by the way. Maggie <laughs> and Daryl... Uh, and the Oceanside group conspired to assassinate Negan. They know Rick will not let Maggie into Alexandria, and she has made her intentions clear to start working out a plan to bring Maggie into Alexandria without Rick's knowledge. Jesus, who is hesitant about this course of action, covertly contacts Rick to warn him. Rick is still overseeing the takedown of the bridge, uh, and without the saviors, it's unlikely they're going to be able to finish it in time before the rising waters wash away the supports. Eugene warns Rick that there are also two large hordes in the area. Both are moving uh, divergent to their routes. Rick gets Jesus uh, gets Jesus's word and decides to head to Alexandria. He contacts one of the Alexandria watchpoints to let them know to look out for Maggie, but he's unaware that the watchpoint member is a member of Oceanside mm-hmm. and is complicit in Maggie's plan. Uh Daryl offers to drive Rick back via motorcycle. Rick becomes concerned when Daryl purposefully misses the turn off uh, to Alexandria, and he demands Daryl stop the bike. And then they kind of get into a fight out of the blue, just like they just got into a fight. <laughs> yes. And then they ended up falling into a deep pit, as you do, one mm-hmm. that they cannot easily climb out of. They realize their conflict, with Daryl reminding how many people have helped him and how some of his decisions have come to hurt those and others like Glenn, the two eventually work out their differences and agree to escape the pit together. At the construction camp, the remaining saviors are preparing to move out, uh, or the, the remaining survivors are preparing to move out when a group of saviors, led by Jed, hold them at gunpoint. He demands that the group turn over all their weapons to the saviors to protect themselves, since they know Oceanside has been killing off the other members of their group. Carol lowers her weapon, but when he approaches her, the Oceanside survivors intervene and a firefight breaks out. Rick and Daryl hear the sounds and rush to escape. Just as they clear the edge, walkers from one of the approaching hordes is drawn by the sound of gunfire. Um, they all start falling into the pit. They both, they both manage to get out alive. Rick sees a loose herd nearby, or a loose horse nearby, and mm-hmm. offers the lead... Uh, to lead the walker. Mm-hmm. Sure does. Uh, <laughs> and he offers to lead the, the walker horde away from the camp while Daryl drives to warn them. Rick on horseback leads the horde along, but is surprised when the other horde that Eugene warned him, warned him about is converging in on the same point. The horse becomes freaked out and kicks Rick off of its back, and Rick lands on a concrete block, impaling himself on a piece of rebar and is unable to move. Rick loses consciousness as the two hordes converge on him. So what did you think of this episode? I mean, the best thing that happened in this episode was, I think that the second half... Really what... picked up, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was was it, it was good. Um, but can we talk about the fact that, the, the first of all, the horse conveniently found... Yeah! What are the odds? And second of all, it's a white horse. Can they be more obvious? <laughs> I was like, okay. Okay, Walking Dead. Yeah, Calm down. we see what you're doing there. 
Um, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously the episode is a setup for the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there were little moments that I really liked. Mm-hmm. I liked the whole conversation between Daryl and Rick in the pit. Yeah. Um, I really liked that. Um, and I, I continue to enjoy the fact that they act like brothers a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good. But my favorite part of this episode was when the saviors uh, ask for the weapons. Yes. The guy that's leading the pack tells Carol that she's a little weak woman. <laughs> he doesn't know Carol that, very well. Yeah. That just, you know, got that position by luck. And she, at that moment, acts like, you know, like she is submitting to him. Yes. Like being submissive to him. Yes. Um, but then once he gets her weapon, she kicks his butt. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, little did Jed know that Carol right. is uh, the latest in a long line of master assassins uh, <laughs> who are battling the Templars in a never-ending war. For yes. magical powers and stuff. Assassin's Creed Carol edition. Assassin's yes. Carol. She did yes. that. Like she pulled a hidden blade from somewhere and stabbed it, this yes. dude. Amazing. Carol's um, the But I thought that it was so cool from the writers to have this character tell her that she's a little weak woman. Mm-hmm. Because when Carol was introduced to the show for the first time, she was. That's all, Yeah, that is exactly what she was. She, that's exactly what she was, and we've seen her grow so much mm. as a character that for someone to call her that at this point was such a joke. <laughs> it was very funny. Like, <laughs> so oh I, man, you haven't read, you haven't been watching the show or right. anything, have you? <laughs> so I like that it all came full circle in that moment. I like I that. Really quite enjoy a bit. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I like this episode for the most part. I enjoyed the Michonne trying to get. Uh, Negan to eat mm-hmm. them kind of telling these stories about each other um, what's even better is that what's it's it's even better now looking back at it after having watched the episode that came after because mm-hmm. it's very obvious now that he is putting on a front he's desperately putting right. on a front trying to convince people that he is still Negan he doesn't want them to know that he has been broken Right. But he, in fact, has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that. I liked everything. I didn't like how they got into the pit. Like, it just seemed very weird yeah. all of a sudden. Like, it seemed forced. Yeah. Rick's like, stop. Yeah. And then he stops. And then they immediately are just like, we're fighting. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> wait, what? Well, how do you know yeah. that Daryl didn't just miss that? Like, we know that Daryl is purposefully trying to uh, right. delay him. But, you know, even if Rick had an inkling, he should have been like, you know, dude, what's going on here? Right. right. Uh, but nothing. I mean, I, I, I guess they really wanted to set up the tension scene, of course, with like the zombies falling into the pit, which was all good and fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I love that Daryl stacked the bodies up into a pile they could use them to climb <laughs> out of the pit with. He's so smart. He's a very smart man. Uh, <laughs> I, so I, I liked all of that stuff, but it felt like, oh, we need something to get them into this pit. Like, yeah. it felt the like first they... thing, I, the first thing that I thought was, this is pretty close to their camp. Like they never saw this pit. Mm-hmm. 
Nobody thought about you. Let's, just, let's fill this up because yes. someone is going to fall in. This seems very dangerous. <laughs> it felt like they had the pit idea and they're like, okay, let's, how do we work back into getting them into this pit? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like it also seems quite just as easy that he could have like let Rick get off and then he could have just zoomed off and he's like, good luck walking dick. <laughs> like as he zooms away, <laughs> but that didn't happen. That would have been even better. That would have been really funny, but it didn't happen. <laughs> But yes, but I once they got into the pit, I like I like their talk. I like how they yeah. reconciled. They um they got back on good terms. Mm-hmm. Um, that's sort of, I mean because Daryl has some good points, but as we talked about before, so does Rick. Yeah, both yeah. of these guys have quite the long history about you know stuff like this happening, and he, yeah, and I like I like that in that conversation, Rick brought up Dwight. Oh my goodness! And told, yeah, and he told Daryl, you know, you forgave. Like you let Dwight go, so mm-hmm. why can't I do this with Ian? Yep, I, I thought that was a really good argument. <laughs> it's a really good argument, and yeah, you know, it uh, had me concerned a little bit about Maggie as well. But those concerns became kind of alleviated after the mm-hmm. next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, any other thoughts on this episode? No, I mean, like I said, you know, the second half was pretty good. During the first half, I was like, "Where is this going?" Because I'm. I'm worried that this is going to be another episode. I, you know, I've been complaining a little bit about this season that is a little bit slow for me. Mm-hmm. And um, this episode started slow, and I was like, "Oh no, not one of these again." Yeah. Uh, but uh, but but by the second half, it got it got way better. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I uh, by the end of the second episode, I was actually very pleased with the whole season, kind of as a whole, mm-hmm. uh, because it became very obvious that they are going out of their way to do to make some changes they're they're going to try something different mm-hmm. and uh kind of excited for it so which is better than how i was coming into this season mm-hmm. i wasn't overly excited for this season but now i'm feeling kind of excited a little bit yeah uh what would you give this episode i gave it a 3.5 okay i went three and a quarter uh mm-hmm. it was good the end i thought was pretty suspenseful mm-hmm this whole boy, how's he going to pull himself off of this rebar thingy and get onto a horse before these zombies eat him? Cause they look really, really close. Uh, yep. you know, it turns out like when they came back to it, they, they weren't that close, I guess. Uh, it must've <laughs> been one of those tricks of the eyes. Uh, it must've mm-hmm. forced perspective that maybe they looked closer than they really were. But I like this episode. Uh, before we talk about the, the next one, Thank you to the good people of Adam Tickets for sponsoring this show. Cinemageekly.com slash Adam Tickets. Or click the Adam Tickets link at the top of the page to pick yourself up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life. All right, let's talk about uh, Season 9, Episode 5. What comes after? So Rick manages to pry himself off of the rebar that he had been impaled on. Uh, He manages to get to the spooked horse, which... Weirdly enough, Aurora, in a stro- just a crazy stroke of luck, scared <laughs> by these zombies, but not so scared as to run away completely. Right. He stayed within crawling distance for Rick. <laughs> He's bleeding badly, but he makes it back onto the horse, barely holding on to consciousness. Uh, uh, and uh, he managed uh, to to get away from the, the horde, at least... Uh, a little bit. Getting enough of the lead, mm-hmm. he finds an abandoned cabin nearby to create makeshift bandages before 
uh, leading the horde onward. Throughout this, Rick falls in and out of consciousness, has lucid dreams of him trying to find his family, which includes conversations with Shane mm-hmm. and Herschel. A.K.A. Punisher. Mm-hmm. Yes. Herschel. <laughs> Dude, I... I kind of wasn't expecting to see cameos from, Mm -hmm. uh, we'll talk about these, but uh, who urged them to wake up to reality and stay ahead of the horde. In another vision, he wakes up onto a field filled with the bodies of all of his friends and probably also everybody else. It's just an endless field of corpses. One of the corpses stands up to speak to him. It's Sasha. Mm -hmm. uh, A.K.A. Not, well, she's not Sasha anymore, really. To us, she's Michael Burnham. Star, yes. Starfleet commander. Uh, mm-hmm. She reminds him that he has done what he has done has all been, it's been for the good of all. Sasha tells him that he will find his family, that they're not lost. Meanwhile, Anne is trying to make her way to a planned rendezvous point and told the man on the other end of the walkie talkie that she had misled them before, but she assures them that she has the A they need and needs to get out of this place. Maggie continues on to Alexandria. Michonne hears of this and intercepts her before she reaches Negan's cell. Maggie is actually able to convince Michonne to hand her over the keys, Mm -hmm. telling her she will be able to live with this decision. In the prison, Negan taunts Maggie over his enjoyment of killing Glenn. Maggie remains steadfast. Negan, uh, despite all of this, remains super cocky and arrogant Maggie wants him to kneel but then she sort of sees something right she wants him to come mm-hmm. into the light mm-hmm. and that's when Negan starts begging her to kill him thinking it another trick Maggie pulls Negan out of the cell and into the light but when doing so she sees that he's become weak and desperate he just wants to be with his wife he can't go back into the cell he is not Negan anymore. Uh, Maggie puts him back in his cell. He's already worse than dead. Negan is dead. Whoever this guy really was, that's who he is now. <laughs> He's just a shell of who he used to be. He just mm-hmm. wants to be with his wife. He just wants to die. Uh, that's when Maggie realizes it. Like, there's no point in killing Negan. He's already dead. Put him back in the cell. That's the last thing he wants. He wants. Mm-hmm. To, he wants to be free of this. I cheered for Maggie at this point. Like, I know that the desire is there to kill him, but seeing, like, what he'd become, and she's like, no, this is, like, way better punishment than yeah. killing me. She's like, everything is square, and puts him yeah, back. Yeah, and I also set. saw it as, you know, he's asking me to do it, so I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, then they hear word of trouble outside and race to see what is happening with the other residents. Rick wakes from his last dream with Sasha to find himself at the non-abandoned camp where the horse having fled, walkers closing in on him, Rick decides to keep leading them towards the bridge. He stumbles just short of the bridge. As the walkers near him, Michonne leads a group of his allies to dispatch the walkers. She urges Rick to keep fighting. But Rick, uh, or in this, Rick comes to realize that Michonne is his family. But Mm -hmm. it doesn't take long for him to realize that this too is another vision. He finds himself alone just off the bridge with the horde still following him. He gets back up and continues to lead the walkers across the bridge uh, as the river waters rise. But to Rick's dismay, the weight of the walkers is not sufficient enough for the bridge to fall. 
Seems like mm-hmm. Eugene was wrong about that one. Right. Just then, the group from Alexandria arrives, trying to kill some of the walkers that are near Rick. Maggie worries that if the walkers cross, they will continue on to Hilltop, leads a group to try to turn the horde around. But Rick waves them off, muttering to himself that he found his family. Rick sees that some of the blasting dynamite is left under the bridge, and, like in a movie, fires at it, exploding it, which would not happen in real life. So convenient, too. (laughs) It's super convenient, and it's basically like that scene from Jaws, which would not have happened either. You can't can't shoot like a gas tank and it'll explode. It just doesn't work. (laughs) Gas will just leak out. Um, There's a spark that ignites the bullet to propel it, but the bullet itself doesn't really cause the spark enough right. of a spark to ignite right. anything. It's cinematic physics, Anthony. It's cinematic <laughs> physics here. And this bridge, <laughs> oh, Aurora, this bridge explodes. Yeah. Destroying the bridge and most importantly, most of the Walker horde. The remaining horde continue burning and falling into the river, which was awesome looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, to his allies, Rick appears to have been lost in the explosion as well. Many of them break out in tears, uh, and grief sets in as they realize their loss. Anne sees the smoke from the explosion and chatter over the walkie-talkies about Rick's action while the helicopter starts to land nearby. She sees Rick on the bank of the river, still alive, but just barely. She tells the pilot of the helicopter that she has a bee and convinces the helicopter to rescue Rick. She and Rick are airlifted away. Then, Aurora, a flash forward occurs. Amazing. Six years later, mm-hmm. a small group of survivors, Magna, Connie, Kelly, Yumiko, and Luke, are trying to hold off a walker horde when many are shot from a forest nearby, allowing them to escape. The group is told to take uh, to take cover, and then they find their rescuer, a little girl wearing a katana and a six-shooter and a, like a police cowboy hat thingy. And they <laughs> say, little girl, who are you? And she says, I'm Judith, Judith Grimes. Mm-hmm. I did not see that ending coming at all, Aurora. <laughs> um... So, first things first, they swerved us a little bit here. This was not the end of Rick Grimes. Mm-hmm. He is not dead. And this is, as far as I know, the end of Rick Grimes as a character on The Walking Dead television show. Right. But, uh, news from like The Hollywood Reporter uh, and elsewhere, note that Walking Dead expansion plans revealed. Andrew Lincoln to lead as many as three AMC movies as Rick Grimes. So they announced that they are going to presumably tell more of this story with Rick, what's happened to him uh, in these movies. But he's not going to... Apparently is leaving the show because of the... I think the aforementioned family reasons that Mm -hmm. he doesn't get to spend a lot of time with his family doing these movies would allow him to continue to tell stories in this universe with the character that he loves, but it would be without the grind of having to do the TV shooting schedule every single year. Mm -hmm. 
So some people feel really mad that they didn't kill the character or that they... I was... After the thing they pulled with Glenn, I'm okay with this. They didn't say okay. that he was going to die. They didn't advertise that the characters. That's being true. Off. That's true. They did yeah. just. They did. They did say this is his last season of the show. So many people right. just presumed that that meant they were going to kill him off in some fashion. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they did not. I actually yeah. really like this episode. And oh boy, I think the <laughs> I. I'll be honest. I I think the whole six years later, plus the highlights they showed of like upcoming episodes, mm-hmm. kind of interest. Minus the fact. Minus the fact that everybody in six years seems to have, like, developed really good-looking hairstyles. Oh, my God. Can we talk about Carol's hair for, a, for like, an hour? I, or could, like, I could talk about... Or, like, Eugene, like... They all oh, look, my God. They all look like they went and got their hair done. Yes. That's crazy. But, it, but it's, they all look like they went to, like, a, like a Mad Max beauty salon. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they did like they dressed them in the style of Mad Max, but their hair was yes. on point. Yes, amazing. Mm. <laughs> they must have really found like a stock of like conditioner or something somewhere. <laughs> They're just like, "Oh my god, we came across like a conditioner factory and we just got like endless supplies of hair conditioner and Maybe, you know, that's the they can use like maybe some guts. Yeah, they find a lot of it. Makes your hair look Oh my god, it's like a naturalistic. <laughs> yeah. Like who would have thought? But you know what? It sounded gross <laughs> to me at first too, but you but can't works. you can't argue with the results. <laughs> look at all the volume that I have in my hair now. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so it sounds like you were less pleased with this episode. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Um then one thing I liked was the last minute where we saw the six years later in Judith. Badass up. Judith. Amazing. I loved how she put on the hat and I love how she said that she was Judith Grimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I love everything about that. Like that was that was re- the redeeming factor for me in how, this episode. How caught up are you on Game of Thrones? Oh, I, I just I just watch until season four okay so you maybe haven't seen trying to remember where season four is in the scheme of things i actually don't remember what season they're on now they have she reminds me of a character that they've introduced on the show who is i want her to be the president of the united states (laughs) her name her name is lady mormont Mm -hmm. and she is like the whole rest of her house those above them, the the other men and women, have all been killed. She's like eleven or twelve. She's just. I a, don't. I don't know if I've I've seen her because I would have remembered her. If you would I, remember her because she's yeah, yeah, a, yeah. she's a little girl who's been basically placed. She's like now the head of her house. Okay. And she okay. is such. I mean, she doesn't like fight and kill anybody. Like all of her badassery is done in like just how she presents herself and talks to the adults. She's okay. a badass. And <laughs> when I saw Judith Grimes with her katana and her gun, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, this is like Walking Dead Lady Mormont. I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> no, she looked amazing. I really like I, I am really looking forward to seeing mm-hmm. this girl, the little girl and how badass she's going to be, because I already know she's going to be a badass. I mean, her I'm, dad is Rick. I believe all um, of these. I believe all of these people that they introduced here uh, are all going to be cast members or characters moving forward as well. Like these are not one off. 
I think these are going to be people that are going to be uh, on the show going forward. Okay. Okay. And they are doing a time jump, obviously, it appears, which is also mm-hmm. another gutsy move. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I think I... I think I, I think I'm just disappointed because I I guess I was expecting something else and I think that's where the disappointment the disappointment from from most people comes from mm-hmm. that I don't know I was expecting something else and even though I liked you know seeing Shane and Herschel and Sasha um I don't know if I liked that he was just having those moments and then waking up and and then the bridge explodes and He's taking away on the helicopter. Like I don't, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I was envisioning something different yes. than what we did. I hear you. Um, I, I think I was ruined a little. bit. I didn't read what happened, but I saw plenty mm-hmm. of headlines that are like, "What's up with that Rick Grimes twist?" Yeah, I, uh, I went on Twitter for a second and I saw Walking that was trending. And I was like, "Nope, nope." Yeah. Let's get out of the, let's get I, out of Twitter. <laughs> I saw those articles and I'm like Rick Grimes twist. I'm like, so he's not dead. Like a, him dying would not have been a twist. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, clearly what, he doesn't what, die. What happens? And so I what kind does of it mean went, that he's a B. So okay, this A and this B thing. At one point, I thought I had this pegged. Mm-hmm. I thought I knew for sure what was going on because we uh, right now, uh, I've I've settled on that I don't know. Because mm-hmm. uh, you talked about on the last podcast that you thought maybe these guys were military in some fashion. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I was putting some thoughts to this um, because she was telling them that she had an A. She didn't have anybody. She let, right. um, uh, you know, she let, uh, oh God, what's his name? Gabriel? The, Gabriel, yeah. She let him mm-hmm. go. She was just, you know... And it looked like she was ready to attack them, like when they landed, and she was just going to steal the helicopter or something, or force them to take her, you know, with them, uh, something. She didn't have anyone to trade until she saw Rick washed up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Up until that point, I thought I had pegged this A and B thing. I thought A was for an alpha, and B was for a beta. Like, an alpha is a leader, or somebody who is very strong. Uh, mm-hmm. Beta would be a follower or a somebody follower, right. or somebody who is disabled in some way who might not be able to. But uh, and maybe it still is the case because Rick is very wounded. But I mean, that's true. I and he, he kind of look a step, took a step back and yeah. he was letting uh, Maggie and Michonne lead. So yeah. maybe that's why he's a B. I don't know. Because she's like, I have a B. And maybe it's because he was wounded. Yeah. Uh, or something. But so the answer to that remains... Uh, unresolved, but I have a feeling that these movie things that they're talking about making, it sounds like a lot of that stuff is going to be answered in there. Um, Mm -hmm. And also answers to the questions like, you know, why doesn't he just go back to his family? I have a feeling wherever these people are flying when they have a helicopter, I have a feeling they're flying someplace far away. Like maybe to Canada or someplace he couldn't just walk to, like Mm -hmm. back to Alexandria or whatever. Um, at least that's the feeling that I get, that they are flying from far away or something. Or maybe they have a base, uh, you know, it's an aircraft carrier or something in the middle of the ocean uh, Ooh, or, or something that like cool. that. Yeah. Yeah. If it's military or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so, yeah, I guess so going into it, I wasn't I wasn't expecting him to, to die. I didn't know exactly what I was going to expect. And to be honest, uh, that stuff with Rick wasn't 
wasn't my favorite stuff. That's, right. That stuff wasn't for me. The two, I the two things I really enjoyed. I loved the Maggie and Negan scene. Yeah, that was great. I just thought they were tremendous. Mm-hmm. And we got to see that, um, you know, that uh, that acty side to uh, to Negan. Uh, he yeah. he got to expand out past being just Negan for a minute, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he very nearly got me to feel sympathy for him. I actually didn't. I thought while well, you thought he was whole... playing. Yes, I th- I thought he's gonna he's gonna play her, mm-hmm. and she's gonna feel bad for him. And as soon as he feels that from her, he's gonna maybe attack her and try to escape. Yeah. Like that, I was waiting for that. And when that didn't happen, and she said, "Go back to your you know cell," and he did. He just did. I, yeah, I was like, "Whoa!" His name is Reek. He's <laughs> going to go back into the cell now. Uh, I mean, he just did. I mean, I I kind of thought it too at first when she unlocked mm-hmm. the thing, but then when she just grabbed him and hurled him up against the wall, I'm like, he's yeah. not in fighting shape. Yeah. Uh, Cause that would have been the, the moment, but no, instead it was the ruse that he was still Negan. Mm-hmm. That he's mm-hmm. doing his sly. Hey, Rick, you know, but he's not that guy anymore. Yeah. Being in that cell alone with no power, uh, you know, forced to confront everything he is and everything he's done. He had a lot of time to think about it and it mm-hmm. broke him down. I, so I really enjoyed that scene. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the, well, I really enjoyed the two of the flashbacks. The Sasha one was weird. It sort of felt like <laughs> who can we get back? Uh, <laughs> I mean, and no offense to Sinequa Martin green. She's awesome. And she did her part in that. Well, mm-hmm. um, but you know, it felt kind of like a weird person to bring back. Yeah. And she's an is an excellent actor, uh, but it, it felt weird. Yeah, uh, yeah. The thing with John Berenthal as Shane, I mm-hmm. loved that. Yeah, that was great. And because it's in Rick's head, like things got weirdly personal. Because mm-hmm. I forgot that Judith is technically Shane's daughter. Shane's daughter. Yeah. I forgot all about that. And he's like, you yeah. know, how's my, how's my girl? Like she got, yeah, my I nose actually or... like that. I actually like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it sort of, you know, but Rick also seemed like he'd come to terms with all of that stuff as mm-hmm. well. And they kind of have this heated back and forth for a little bit where Shane's like, you know, I need you to be that guy, that guy that bit that dude's throat out. You know, I'm like, Oh my God, I forgot mm-hmm. Rick did that once. So like when he was at his <laughs> lowest point. That's the Rick I want. Yeah. And he's like, you got to be that guy to get through this. Um, yeah. And I'll be honest. It took a lot for me to hold it together when Herschel showed up. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, obviously they, obviously for many reasons, they filmed this before Scott Wilson died. Right. But when Rick saw him and they're doing, they doing these in like very obviously kind of green screeny locales. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. outside is kind of like this heavenly visage. The the farm is all sunny yeah. and bright. Yeah. And Rick just sees him. He doesn't say anything. And he just gives him this huge hug. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like essentially biting my fingers as hard as I could. <laughs> to like I was so moved by that. It was like, oh, my God, I miss Herschel so much. And then I remembered that he's not with us anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was so like it had a deeper level of meaning. In that was an amazing ways. scene to have after he passed away. Like I, yes. I was blown away that they had that 
amazing scene that I had no clue. Yeah. It's it's it was awesome. And like, you know, like I was saying, like I don't it's not that I didn't like the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. I think they were really good and I liked seeing all those characters come back. It's just yes. that I, I didn't expect that to be the way that they This is how them. they send off Rick, so yeah. 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 Uh, it was interesting. They kind of had like the two, because again, this is all in Rick's head. It's kind of the two sides of Rick. You had Shane Rick, mm-hmm. who bites people's throats. And then you have like, mm-hmm. you know, hopeful Herschel Rick. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of battling it out to determine which way is the better way to go about getting through this situation. Um, yeah. You know, ultimately, the way they... It did, I mean, it felt a little too, like, and you're right, they did, like, the movie physics thing at the end. And it was kind of, like, a weird way to get them off of the show. It did mm-hmm. feel like they had to kind of go through, like, a Rube Goldberg-type device to, like, you know, how do we get them off the show without killing them type of thing. Yeah. Uh, like, everyone is going to think that he's dead. Uh, right. And I, gonna... I, was, I was also confused because right before he fires the gun, he mm-hmm. says that he found his family. Yeah, like he says, I found them, mm-hmm. and I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they were trying to convey the fact that he thought he was gonna die, so he was he was gonna go to his family. Yeah, but it looked to me like he was saying that the walkers, were his family, mom, he's dad, yes. <laughs> I mean, even, okay, at the, right? <laughs> even at the very beginning, he saw like just waking up from the coma, Rick, from like mm-hmm. season one or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they kind of went the the whole gamut of of that, and and the horse was a throwback too to the first yes. season as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, so there were a lot of things I liked, and a lot of things I was like, boy, they really had to twist themselves into a knot to get us to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, to a degree, I can understand why uh, some people were not happy with it, but ultimately, it's like, look, they weren't going to kill him, and. Yeah. Instead, they're going to take the show in this completely different direction, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of there for it. It feels like it's being refreshed, yeah. just like with Fear the Walking Dead. It yeah, felt like yeah. they refreshed the show, and it felt like for the better. Now, I don't know if this is going to be for the better or not. We haven't seen any episodes mm-hmm. uh, in this new uh, timeline of events, but if it's anything like Fear the Walking Dead, uh, it can only be an improvement over what we've gotten in this. Yeah. Let's be honest, this show has been on for nine years. Mm-hmm. It could use a little bit of a refresh. It can. And, you know, if you think about it, right, like Rick has been the main character this whole time. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a right. there's a right way to send him off. Like, I, I, it doesn't matter what they did. Pretty much anything would have been like, that's some, how he goes? Some, yeah, yeah. Someone, there's always going to be people that are gonna, not going to like how they did it. Yeah. So I, I think they did it the best way they could. Mm-hmm. Um. It's just, I I think I'm just sad that Rick is not going to be there. <laughs> yeah. If it were me, this is glad that I'm not writing the show, but mm-hmm. if it were me, I would have had the show start with these flashbacks, like oh. all, all in mm-hmm. dream, all in dream form, right? Mm-hmm. Where he sees himself in the bed and then like he turns around and he's in the field and he sees the car and he goes up to Shane. Mm-hmm. He's talking with Shane and they get into a heated argument. And then he blacks out and he opens his eyes and he's in the barn with Herschel. And yep. then they have their talk. And then he steps out of the barn and that's when he sees the field of bodies. That talks. would be cool. That would be cool. And then he, talks, then he talks to Sasha. And then Sasha is the first person to tell him to wake up. And then he wakes mm. up 
and he's still on the rebar and zombies are eating him and he's still barely alive and then he dies and then that's it. <laughs> nice. Like, like yeah. his like his death is being kicked off a horse and landing on a rebar. <laughs> like, look, accidents happen, everybody. Yeah, yeah. That sort of thing can happen. Yeah. I mean, it's relatively rare, but it's no less rare than, say, two good buddies get into a fight, and the next thing you know, they fall into a big pit. Into a pit, yeah. So, I'd say, it's, I'd say it's, I'd say that's fairly plausible. But yeah. So I'm I'm a little torn. I like the episode more than I. Uh, I in fact, I wouldn't say there's anything I disliked. Uh, there was more that I liked than that I thought was average. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. think there was anything that I out and out disliked. I do think it's a, it's a little bit shitty that Rick didn't think about Judith at any point. No. I mean, and I know why they did this. I have to find my family thing because it's obvious they couldn't get like his wife or Carl for whatever reason mm-hmm. to, to come and do this. So they made the whole thing about him looking for his family, which is why they couldn't find anybody. And mm-hmm. I guess they couldn't do anything with Judith because why would Judith be with Michonne, because uh, like when he's like, I found my family, I think what he's talking about is that moment in the dream when he's on the mm-hmm. bridge and he sees Michonne and Daryl and Maggie and like all of them standing there. And he's yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah, you guys are my family now. Like, mm-hmm, this is my family. Mm-hmm. But there's no reason why Judith would have been there, although it's a dream. So I don't know why she couldn't have just been. Yeah, standing it was there. a dream. And that could have been the thing that would have tipped him off. That's what I would have right. Right. Take right. heed, Walking Dead writers. Hire me yeah. if you want a good show. <laughs> yeah, I just wish that they would have. Uh, I mean, they kind of found a way of, you know, to include Judith when he was talking to uh, Shane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wish that they would have included her in a more, you know, like he was actually thinking about her yeah. as her do- as his daughter. I don't know. Yeah. But. Okay, so what would you give episode five? Uh, four. This is so weird. <laughs> I felt like we're on different edges of like the opinion spectrum, but I also gave this a four. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, like I said, it's not that I didn't like the episode. I thought the episode mm-hmm. was okay. It's just that yeah. I, was just, I was envisioning something else. I will yeah. say, though, a five for badass Judith grinds oh yeah i would give a five to those that last minute and the uh preview i'm super excited (laughs) um look there's a lot of people who hate this show i and i get it i get it because it feels like if you've watched the show for nine years it sort of feels like you've seen a lot of the same stuff over and over again but Mm -hmm. for whatever reason i i think for a lot of the reasons that people i think I shouldn't say that. I should. What I want to say is, I think the reason most people are sticking around isn't necessarily because the writing is so incredible, but because they come to really love the characters and they just love watching the characters in the stories. Yeah. And they still do a very good job with characters from time to time, even if Mm -hmm. sometimes things feel a little bit repetitive or a little slow. This show is not doing what it used to do ratings wise, Mm -hmm. but it is still pulling in the mid five millions. Yeah. For AMC, which is still higher than like anything else on the on that channel, so the show is not dying or dead. It's not as popular as it used to be, but it is still drawing in much higher viewers than 
most other shows on cable channels. So I agree. Mm-hmm. I think people just look at those numbers and it's like, oh, they used to be like 13 million an episode. Right. And it's like, yeah, I agree. The number, like the audience has dropped in size, but it is still a pretty big audience. Yeah. You have no idea how happy I would be if 5 million people listen to our shows every week. Oh, <laughs> that would be amazing. Yes. We'd be, we would, in fact, be famous if 5 million people listen to us every week. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not going to argue. Those are good numbers. Uh, yes. Okay, so that's the show for this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com, check out the archives of the show, and of course, uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Just search for Hear the Walking Dead and hit subscribe, and uh, that way you can come back and listen to us in a couple weeks, it sounds like, when we come back to talk a Walking Dead Season 9, Episode 6, called Who Are You Now? Who Are You Now?